Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. of a gun. Okay. We're recording. We, there's a garbage truck situation <laughs> in this neighborhood. We think they assign a personal garbage truck to your house and it just hangs out all day. It literally, no, it doesn't hang out. It beeps and then it goes forward, <laughs> then it goes backward, then it goes forward. Like once an hour, they must pick up the trash. They just, are, they, instead of picking up the whole trash can, they like just pull individual pieces of trash out of the trash can. They're like, we're going to need to stay all day. Maybe they're just using the tax dollars because they need to like hit their budget. So they got to stend the thing. I don't yeah, know. They're just all over the place. But I am excited. Yes. Because. What is this it? This is a. First of all, I'm just proud of us on a personal level. Yes. That we even fucking stuck to something this long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that we're commitment phobic or anything. We, but well, I yeah. think we went into the podcast thinking. That we'll try it and we'll see. Yes, I think so. And we're like, oh, we'll do it as, for as long as it's fun. And it's still fun. It is still fun. It's more funner. It's more funner now. It's more funner. And we're 100 episodes in. Yay! Yay! It's our 100th episode. Yep. Holy cow. Gosh, we've been talking about like the last couple of months, like what we should do. Like yeah. a big old and like, I don't know. Is it anticlimactic or no? <sighs> I mean, this episode might be a little anticlimactic, but... Uh, I still think it's a big celeb. I mean, it's a big thing to celebrate. You know, I I had a hard time always celebrating any kind of uh, wins that I ever had in the past. I was always like hard on myself. Even like I got straight A's in school. I never was. I never celebrated that. And it's becoming more and more important to me these days to celebrate small mm-hmm. wins. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we're gonna do a little something. Have a little giveaway. Do something. Yeah, yeah, we'll do something fun. Yeah. Uh, but we wanted to do, we we're like, ah, what should we do? You know, you always hear people doing these like big things for their hundredth, having these like out of the boxes. But honestly, you guys, we've done a lot of the, we've done a lot of the big things. We've mm-hmm. talked about the affairs done the big reveal. We've talked to the boyfriend. We haven't talked to Danny's boyfriend yet, but that will be definitely coming up soon. Hopefully soon. Yeah. But we thought it would be a good idea since maybe some of our listeners have not been here the whole time. Maybe if you're a new listener and you just started listening to The Best Life, hopefully you've had some time to binge listen, which we really appreciate. Yep. Uh, but we've been doing this now for a little over a year and a half, and we're at 100 episodes. We're really proud of that. We've also ramped it up since ju- since January. For the most part, I would say 95% of the time, we're releasing two a week, which yep. is it's actually a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot more than once a week. Yes. Yeah. Once a week felt totally manageable. Two a week, we're scrambling a little bit, <laughs> yeah. but we do enjoy doing it and we love that you guys are so dedicated. We know that you listen to them as soon as they come out. And if you are not subscribed to get those announcements or get those notifications, make sure you do that. But for our hundredth episode, we wanted to take a look back at the last year and a half and a little bit about how things have gone, what we've learned from the podcast, what we've really appreciated about the podcast, um, and just kind of some of the major kind of life changes that we have experienced in, during the time that we've been on the podcast. So Dang, we have been through a lot we of We recorded, I think it was November, it was either October or November 2017 mm-hmm. when we recorded the episodes about our ex-husband's affairs. 
for the very first thing and we're like you know what let's just come out swinging mm-hmm. let's just be like let's blow it out of the box like this is the first time you and i had both hinted at it on yeah. social media and to our email list and you know like you know what let's just do a tell-all and we really appreciated and absolutely just loved the feedback that we've gotten and you know i think without knowing it that has been a little bit of a cornerstone of the podcast so if mm-hmm. you've listened to more recent episodes you might have heard us say you know, our ex-husband's affairs or the infidelity or whatever. And we kind of reference that as a little bit of a pivot moment, yeah. a big, actually a big pivot moment, both of our lives. And the reason why we kind of came together to do the best life. Be- but at the same time, I can think I can speak for you too. I don't want it to define me. I don't want to, I don't think you want it to define you. It yep. is definitely a thing, but I don't want to be known as the girl who was like, I, I just don't want the pity and like the victimhood associated with being the one who was done wrong or the yeah. one cheated on, even though it spurred so much growth and so much change. And at times kicking and screaming change. Yep. But because of that, we've, we've undergone a lot of transformation personally, professionally, geographically, and so now we wanted to share kind of some of our biggest insights from the podcast, what we've learned, and also what we've learned as a result of listening to you guys. You know, we have a really amazing Facebook group, thebestlifepodcast.com. You guys have been sharing um, a lot of discussion in there, and we've gotten a ton of amazing reviews and probably more than anything DMs from you guys on yeah. Instagram. We get a lot of really deep, really emotionally charged dms because we know that you guys are the thick of it we know that you're going through a really tough time maybe it is around relationship stuff professional stuff a personal development stuff and we don't take for granted the fact that you trust us with that and so did you make a little list of insights i did i did and you know what is crazy as i was listening to you talk about that first episode just where we were then emotionally and in our business and in our lives was so different than today. It's pretty cool to see. Like I like doing looking back stuff. We did an episode on at the end of the year, just recaps of 2018. And we were terrified y'all to put that episode out. And I remember we listened to it. It wasn't published yet. We were driving back from San Diego and Jill and I were listening to it in her car and we were just crying and we were both so scared. Like, are we really going to put this in public? And now it's such an offhand, like we say it so many times. We're just like, oh, the affair. And this, it's just, it seems as if it's just such a nonchalant thing, but it was a huge, huge deal. And so to Jill's point of like hearing you guys and your messages of like, we know oh, it's so, it feels so heavy and we are so aware of that. And we love, I love the fact that we're in such different places. And I hope too, that maybe we can even be just some hope to some of you. I know some of you look at us and go, oh my gosh, your goals. And I don't ever want to see like we're goals or anything like that. But if we just give you hope of going, man, if this is how they are a few years out, just knowing you can be there too, or you can be in a different place. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's so important. And I think going back to that, I've seen, so this is kind of like my first insight is the podcast has really pushed my capacity for vulnerability mm-hmm. a lot more. And I think going back to just that very first episode and feeling so nervous about pressing publish on that episode and now looking back at how commonplace talking about the affair is and talking about you know being cheated on has like this kind of stigma and sometimes I'll catch myself like on social media you guys know both of Danny and I are really real and raw and we'll just say exactly what's on our mind and I'm not always thinking to myself like I wonder how this is gonna be perceived but sometimes I'll get comments back and like I love how real you are I love how you just put it out there and I have to look back at my post and be like what did I say that yeah is so like odd yeah you know and so sometimes I catch myself so it is really 
has really given me personally uh, a lot of catharsis, yeah. I think. And and just talking about that stuff, I mean, I think the last time I had that response was when we put the sex episode out. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, shit, I just said, like, publicly that I like to be choked. <laughs> and, like, my dad might be listening. Hopefully, I think he knew to, like, steer clear of that episode. But, you know, there were definitely – that was another moment where I was like, you know what? I might have to tell Danny to take that episode down. Right. Because I don't know what the fuck I said. Because I think what happens is you and I yeah. sit – here yeah. like in my living room yeah. and we just talk com- as if yeah we just talk as if like we're just having a walk or we're just talking to each other like as friends yeah and then I forget they're publishing to like <laughs> yes. tens of thousands of people <laughs> yes they're recording this and I'm like oh shit but then I listen back and I'm like oh my god it was so good yeah yeah and so I think it has really pushed my ability like there's some vulnerability PRs that I feel that I have hit personally yeah which feels really cathartic and really amazing and it dissipates a lot of shame. I think it has helped me dissipate a lot of like shame and, and talking about some of the weird taboo, you know, things that people aren't talking about yeah. has really felt good. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like I'm sh- I shed, like I feel like I'm like yeah. shedding a layer of like shame or embarrassment or something like that. Yeah. And the responses that we've been getting from you guys is that like you had those same thoughts or you've thought about that too, or you've done that too. And so just knowing that you're not alone in some of this stuff has been really great. It's really huge. Um, That wasn't on my list, but I so agree. It's happened to me as well. And just some of the things we've talked about, knowing that some of the listeners have gone through it makes me feel less alone. I know you guys say, oh, I feel less alone. I'm like, oh, thank you for telling that to me because we kind of feel like here standing on an island just publishing it and we don't have a direct conversation unless you guys tell us. So I really love that. One of mine was that I have found, I found a more connection and actually that's kind of it as I found a more connection to others, feeling less alone myself in sharing the stories. And also because of the necessity of having to clarify ideas it's made me um, more aware of what I actually believe. I've had to really think about, you know, you ask really good questions to me a lot of times when we have these conversations, we're talking about whatever food obsession or exercise obsession and just having to look back and self-evaluate and get really clear on why I did things the way I did or how I felt or why I felt the, the way I did. So it's made me I guess it's healed me in a way and also kind of stripped some of the shame and just made me feel connected and just more clear and like knowing myself better because I've had to verbalize things that I never thought to verbalize. And that's been a really interesting thing. It's just, it's made me think more because I have to think of how to like say what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, I know you guys know that we talk a lot about communication. It's interesting. I didn't have that on my list, but I also agree. But we talk a lot about how to have clarifying conversations, curated communication with the people in your lives. And when you all of a sudden have to talk for an hour and you have to articulate the thing, it really does get you better at articulating the thing in all areas of your life. And so I've definitely seen this in my romantic relationship where I'm like, okay, like I'm working through something or I'm talking about something on the podcast and I can literally, if I'm having a conversation with Keith, I can go like, oh yeah, from the podcast, this, this, and this. (laughs) Holy shit, Jill. Remember when you said that you are someone who has courageous conversations and you don't back down when there's an opportunity to talk? Well, guess what, bitch? Now's the opportunity to walk your walk. (laughs) Yep, yep. I noticed that so much that I'm like, okay, I need to be, I need to be the person I am on the podcast. Yes. There's so been so many times I've yep. actually listened to the podcast and I'm like, oh, I need to take our own advice. <laughs> 
And it, you know, and that it does remind me of, and this is probably one of the most important episodes for me this past year was the one on learning to trust again. At least it was the most applicable episode, I think, for me and what I've been going through and, and starting a new like serious relationship. And I know I've talked about this before, but it's bears repeating. We were getting a lot of questions after the affairs episodes about how can you move on? How do you trust? How do you forgive? And how do you trust men again? How do you get into a relationship without that baggage? And I think that it's always going to be there. But I remember during the episode, neither one of us had been in mm-hmm. a real serious relationship at that point. Mm-hmm. And so everything was theory, which yep. was great. And it was like intellectual and it makes sense. And it was like, yeah, of course, I'm going to trust again. And I'm going to, you know, I don't want to be, have to be someone who's insecure and stuff like that. But what I noticed when I started getting into a relationship was oh shit the rubber's being the road mm-hmm. and I had to literally listen to that episode again and I'm like okay like who do I want to be who do I actually want to be in a new relationship I want to be trusting I want to be loving I want to be open I want to be soft I want to be all these things I have an opportunity in this moment to be those things in this new relationship am I going to choose that or not and honestly that was my guidepost that's yeah. been my anchor yeah throughout especially the first six months of the relationship where I still was I was still on on steady ground I've definitely re-listened to some of our episodes just to remind myself of what I said or what you said because for the same reasons of going, okay, I said I wanted to do this or be this way. And it's just, it's so funny to hear your old self list, like talking to, it's like listening to the past and predicting some kind of a future, but such a good episode. Yeah. That was an important one for me. I think one of the funny things at the beginning, this is a second insight I had was when we, after we did the affairs episode, I thought, well, what are we going to talk about now? Like that was a big thing. <laughs> we have nothing else to talk about. Like, how is it going to get juicier or how are we going to keep thinking things that are going to top that? And we, we were maybe five episodes, seven episodes and not, we're pretty early on. And Jill's boyfriend's roommate said, all of your guys' stuff is so heavy. Or he's like, don't you guys, he's supposed to be sarcastic. He's like, you guys don't do any light topics, do you? And I was realizing, I think we were just trying to keep like topping that affairs one or something and going really deep. And what's been amazing is that I thought we were going to run out of ideas, run out of things to talk about, but we haven't. And in fact, I think we have gone deeper and we have gotten juicier topics just in a different way without trying by listening to you guys, um, by going through the DMs and seeing what's coming up for people. And then just by like actively living our lives and going through our own new relationship stuff or our own family stuff and finding that we've been able to draw on experiences and bring those up. And also realizing that sometimes the things that we talked about, I didn't think would be interesting or that we would talk about like the food stuff and the adrenal stuff and the dieting and realizing that that's, I guess, Sometimes you think you're over things or you're through them and you forget about how much they affected you and how much they affect people still. And so now I have no fear of running out of things to talk about. But I remember very early on going, I don't know if we can make it to 100. Like, how are we going to think of 100 things to talk about? Yeah, I don't know. You're not that interesting. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> no, you know, what's funny about that is I always remember that the most specific story mm-hmm. is also the most universal. Because you and I have told some stories on this that I'm like, no one's going to relate to this. Like, literally, we've told some, like, outlandish things. And we will literally get DMs be- with people being like, oh my God, the exact same thing happened to me. Like this obscure, bizarre story 
about food obsession or like any like anything under the sun like dating episodes i forget we talked like there's a couple in like the sex episode that people were like oh my god it happened to me too uh oh i remember when it, we did the questions episode and someone um you asked me what's the craziest thing that someone's ever asked me to do for money yeah and i told the story about having to step on that <laughs> tiny pet creature yes I didn't do it, obviously, but I got proposition and someone else said that they got proposition. <laughs> I was like, how is that possible? And so it does, you know, kind of brings me to my next insight, which is similar, which is real and raw is always better. Mm-hmm. So I remember when I started blogging, there were moments and I know you had this too. I remember when I was blogging, I had these moments of like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm about to tell the Internet this. Yeah. I'm so scared and I could have easily just put it away, made, kept it a draft and I just would press publish and run away. And, you know, I really think that, and it was always those posts that always got the most traction. They always got, cause I think on some level we are all dying to feel human. We're all dying to have our humanity validated that like someone else can understand. And what this podcast I think has done has pushed both of us into the most real, most raw versions of ourselves, which has created so much more connection, so much more relatedness, way more validation that people aren't alone. Yeah. You know, I think that's like one of the things is, you know, we showed up to brunch with my besties in January and we had so many people who had listened to the podcast and we just don't even need to have introductions. They're just like, oh my God, episode 34, (laughs) when you said this, this, and this. And it's like, yeah, we're already there. Like we don't even need to like get to know each other. We're already talking about the thing. So we can skip the small talk. We can skip like the niceties. You know, we did that event in New York and we had um, some amazing women come to that group. And it was only a three-hour session, and we immediately got into the deepest, juiciest shit. Like, literally, a woman walks in the door and goes, I'm leaving my husband. Yep. And I was like, okay, fuck. Yep, we're already on that level. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Where it's like, we don't yeah. have to. We can skip all that stuff because we all have this shared agreement yeah. that, like, we want to really be real and raw. Totally. Totally. So it's funny because – so Jill and I, re- we write down our notes ahead of time. We don't tell each other. So I always love how this goes back and forth, and we have so many related things but different, mm-hmm. is on that, like, the real and raw is – what I find interesting or what I thought people would want to hear about or not isn't what always what the audience finds interesting. And so there's been a lot of times where Jill and I will do a, an episode and we're like, was that even good? Do people even care? What do we even say? And it's it's one of those, it's usually those like very specific stories or very raw things that we think no one else can relate to and they do. And so there's been many times where we've released an episode and we're kind of like cringing going, oh, this is a flop. And that's the one where so many people are posting on the stories like this is one of the best things. This is one of my top five episodes. And we're going, really? That's so crazy. And so it's made me realize that I have to stop judging what I think is good, valid, uh, good, bad, um, relatable or not relatable because the things that we keep down and that we don't share, the things that we're not real and we're not raw are the ones that tend to come out in the washes, like come out as the best ones that we've done. Mm -hmm. And so I've just decided to stop deciding for you guys, the listeners, what you think, what I think you'll like, because I don't know. It's been really funny that probably a good five episodes I thought were not I don't know. I just didn't think we're that interesting, not that juicy. We're some of the ones that people love the most. And so I think when we work through our own stuff, and this even goes to the people I coach and the people you coach, where a lot of times um, you guys are on social media, maybe working, trying to build a social media brand. And I have a lot of uh, clients who go, well, none of this stuff is very interesting. I don't have anything to share. Yep. Or people don't want to see my day to day. That's where we get 
caught up in ourselves and just judging. And it's like, try it because a lot of times, and I'm going to say for us, it's been most of the time, those things that we don't think are that interesting or that nobody really cares about or nobody will relate to are exactly the ones that people love. Mm -hmm. So you just have to dig in and and share that stuff. So it's so interesting. It's, it reminds me of like my last one is about interviews uh, and a couple things about them. Similar. I think that we have interviewed, I don't say most interviews, but probably I would say 15 to 20% of the interviews have been people that I don't particularly agree with. Mm. And like, I wanted to almost like manage their response. Cause I'm like, this isn't the best life content. Like you're not like, you're going off track. Like there's been a couple of people like we had Jordan shallow. Who you guys had some issues with, we've had some <laughs> other people who like kind of said some stuff that I felt myself a little bit cringing. Yeah. And I wanted to almost protect the audience. Like yeah. I wanted to be like, but also we don't agree with that. Like sure. I wanted to almost like moderate my response and I was telling Keith about it and he goes, Jill, like, it's just a, it's an, it's an interview and it's interesting when people don't agree, like let yeah. them be exposed to a different perspective. Cause you and I very, we see eye to eye on like 99% of things. Yeah. And so he's like, just let them and If they hate it, they'll, they just will turn off. Yeah. And he kind of gave me permission cause he listens to Joe Rogan and stuff. And he's just like, yes, yeah, so not every episode is going to be for everybody. Sure. But I felt there was a couple of interviews where I felt like I wanted to like, interject and be like okay but But. also the best life doesn't endorse that you know viewpoint or whatever (laughs) but it was good because it it gave me um it was just like an exercise in like uh trust and not having to control everything and I think it does make for better interviews yeah but I also sometimes want to blanket and be like, I'm not, pr- I'm not part of this. Or I'm not promoting this. <laughs> You're like the views and opinions of our guests do not reflect. Do not views. reflect. Yeah. I need to have like an asterisk, but you know, going to that point, what I love about the interviews that we've done is remember at the beginning, we were so structured with interviews. Oh, yeah. I remember, and I don't know that I think I was worse than you, but I was like, okay, we need to get our questions together. We have to like do some research and like, yeah, you probably want to do like some research on, on your guests and like know exactly who's coming on. But we were so over the top, like organized and anxious because we just wanted it to be good Mm -hmm. that we had this like whole list of questions. And I'll speak for myself. I think I was instead of truly listening to what they were saying, I was waiting for them to finish talking so I could look at my paper and ask the next question versus what we started doing simply out of laziness, I think, because we were like, fuck, they're going to be here in five minutes. We don't have time. Okay, (laughs) let's just figure it out. Yeah. And... I think what we did was we ended up making it way more conversational mm-hmm. and making it more of a discussion versus like just a Q&A with the yeah. person. And I think the interviews have gotten a lot better. Me too. And I like seeing where they go because I before any interview, it's kind of like we're not – a lot of times the conversation goes to a place I never would have thought it went to and yet it was like the perfect thing that needed to be said or that needed to come out or – I'd have an idea about the guests coming in and I would be blown away by a different perception because yeah. of how the conversation was steered. I go, huh, I actually wouldn't have thought that. And I'm glad that it went there because it changed my idea of them or it just, it went more, maybe more down the lines of the best life kind of stuff. So it's been really, it's been really cool seeing that overall the, of the hundred episodes, you know, I think that one, like you said at the beginning, who would have thought we got that we would have gotten this far? Most people, 
I don't know. I don't have statistics in front of me, but just from my observation, most people who start a podcast don't get this far. We yep. know tons and tons of people who've started podcasts yep. who got, you know, 15, 20 episodes in and I get it. We both yep. get it. It is hard. You, Especially because we do all of our interviews in person. Yep. We do it. We do them in person. We, what, in person. we record in person. Jill and I don't live in the same town. Um, we have to manage our time. We both have our own separate businesses. This isn't like a money-making thing. Like we're, we pay someone to do the editing and it's a lot of just stuff. And there's a lot of barriers and reasons why we could stop and could easily just go, cool. That was a fun experiment, but it has been really, really an amazing thing for me to feel like I get to know the listeners better, know myself better, become a better communicator, I've learned so much about myself. I've learned so much about you too. Sometimes just in the middle, and like we know each other, we've had a million conversations. Sometimes I'm like, I didn't know that. that. I've never heard that. You didn't know that I had the young stars in sixth grade. No, I just learned that today. Like, there's so many fun things that I'm like, I just learned that about you. That's really interesting, and it's uh, it's been really really fun, and I'm looking forward to the next hundred. What uh, I am too. What guests or guests have stuck out in your mind? So one of the one of the interviews that stands out in my mind the most was Drew Manning. We interviewed him in Austin, Texas. Uh, We were all there together for Paleo FX and he was sharing about his porn addiction and affair on his wife. And there was just a moment that he was talking and he was getting really raw. And I know Jill and I were both tearing up and he was tearing up. And it was just one of those moments like it was so real. real. And um, I just felt really lucky that he was able to go that deep with us. And that it just was emotional for all of us. And it was a really great moment. So that was one of the ones that sticks out the most for me. Yeah, um, I actually wrote that down too. Did you? We were talking about it. Yeah, Drew Manning's probably was the um, one of the most memorable for me for similar reasons. It was the first time that I was like, okay, like actually getting emotional with a guest because he was just being so open. And yeah. if you guys are not listening to Drew's podcast, make sure you're doing that. I think his episode 100 he tells the whole story yeah, uh, about his affair. So, and he, you know, he has a huge following. He's super successful, you know, but he's also so humble and so sweet. And he, that definitely was one of the ones, the one with Jade was memorable for me yeah. personally, because it was just kind of a recounting of his side of the affair story. Yeah. And it was interesting, I think, for the listeners to kind of hear like how an affair starts from that perspective. They'd already gotten my perspective. And so for me, I don't know that I learned anything new, but it was nice to hear him say some of the things he said around like his embarrassment and how he was a coward and whatever, even the stuff that I, he had already told me privately, it was, it, I, it felt almost validating for him to, to share that publicly. And that was definitely a big one for me. A big one for me too, not an interview was the depression episode yeah. um, because it was such a, it was a, a big thing in my life, but also for our friendship. Um, I just, that, that day before that we went to the mental health clinic and just, I remember so well just crying, like I was in the bathroom and you came to the hallway and like hugged me and I just was crying and like you were crying and kind of the silliness of sitting in that clinic of just like, oh my gosh, we're here for five hours. (laughs) And I remember we're sitting there and you just were like, Hey, do you want to do this on the podcast? And I was like, Nope. (laughs) And then I just remember you saying it could help a lot of people. And it's just like, that's your heart. And it's also mine. And I just, when you said that, I was like, fuck, like 
that's the one thing that you would say that would make me go, shit, you're right. But I think it's, it's a testimony to both of us of why we're doing this too. We've constantly said since the beginning, if this just helps one person feel less alone. And we have both been practicing the communication between each other. Like this is, I had people message me about like, what do you suggest on starting a podcast with a friend? Yep. It's not easy. Nope. Like two people can have two very different ideas. Um, you know, there's been times when you've been mid launch and I've held done more heavy yep. lifting and yep. times when I've been going through stuff and you've been doing more heavy lifting and it's been like, we're talking about communication and yet we have to have that a lot with each other. Totally. And so that depression episode just, I think was a great example of our friendship and also just supporting each other and you showing me a lot of support to allow me to share that story and that was again back to the vulnerability PR of something I wouldn't want to talk about and it was it was a really big deal and I think it just goes to show like the best life really is about how we can make things like how we can turn these hard scenarios into something better and when people say that they feel like we are their best friends like that's just a true that was a true episode where I feel like it just shows our friendship and how we care and just how we care about this, this platform too. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. Yeah. I remember that distinctly where it was like, do you want to share about this on the podcast? Like, <laughs> fuck bitch, we got to record. We have like five episodes to do this week. Yeah. Well, how about we talk about this? Yep. Yeah. I was like, no, nope. I just remember thinking like how courageous that was of you though. Like I remember just being like, damn, okay. Like I just wanted to ask the kind of questions that if I had not, if I had a friend or someone who was not, like, I just wanted to like give you the space and the stage to share all of that kind of stuff. I think that was really important for people who maybe aren't, don't have any sort of like depressive tendencies, but want to yeah. support someone in their life. Yeah. So it was like, okay, what questions would I want to ask if I was, you know, like that maybe you don't feel comfortable asking your friend or something like that. So yeah, yeah, I loved it too. And like, there's that weird piece of me that really loves the, f like the episodes where we just like talk about the most like raw taboo shit. Like, like, you know, you guys, we do the memes on Instagram, you know, and <laughs> My someone asked me about that recently. They asked like, oh, have you had like success with those memes? That you're and we have, I think we've probably gotten a lot more people sharing them with their friends and stuff and whatever. It's kind of a gimmick, but it also gave both you and I an outlet that like I would never put that shit on my Jill Fit page. Right. It's just like off brand. Yep. But the the best life has its own personality. Yeah. Where like we have these episodes around like social media and dating and fucking, uh, you know, uh, is social media the sixth love language and these kind of embarrassing like getting back into the dating game, sex, the sex episodes where we get to like just say stuff that we would say to each other that yeah. doesn't belong anywhere else on the internet. Yep. Like I'm not going to do a post on social media about how I like to be choked. Like <laughs> it's just not, but like the podcast gives us that ability and it's such a unique platform yeah. that we get to do these long form conversations and really get into some of that stuff. So that to me has been not only cathartic, but really fun. Yeah. It's making me emotional right now. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like is she crying? <laughs> Right How now. many times have I cried on the podcast? <laughs> that was another time Maybe. I remember you were like, are you crying? Oh, it was actually, oh my gosh. It was the same kind of recap episode of uh, New Year's Eve. And uh, you, oh, you were talking about the Asif principle. Yeah, yeah. And you were talking about Keith and I was like starting to cry. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I'm the worst. I literally am tearing up right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyway, I just, I think it's, I'm really proud of us. And I, yeah, I do want to be in a place where I celebrate wins more small things. Cause I just never used to do that. And it is a big deal and it's shown so much growth and we hope that you guys 
stick around for the next hundred and more. And also, if you are new here and you haven't listened to some of those episodes that we mentioned, go back and listen to them because I, I think those are really those are some powerful ones that we mentioned, the the Drew one, the first one, the one with Jade. So good. I mean, all of those are probably a lot of our po- most popular ones yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're really juicy. But, you know, the big, honestly, you guys, like if you feel like celebrating with us, um, that would be amazing. Obviously, we always love hearing from you. What the biggest gift that you could give us is to tell a friend about this uh, this podcast. Yeah. Uh, if you love it, if you love listening to them, if you're like waiting, every like if they come out every week and you can't wait to listen to them, it would be a, the highest honor if you'd share this with your friends and your family who you think could really just get something out of it feel less alone, get a laugh or two. That's always the the biggest kind of gift that you guys could ever do for us. So we always appreciate that when you do it. We love it. We okay, love well, it. we're going to go do a photo shoot now with some champagne and cupcakes to celebrate. Yep. And and then we don't know what we're going to do. Get into some shenanigans, maybe. Yeah. Manhattan Beach shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. We will see you. Thank you. And let us know what you think of this episode. Happy 100. <laughs>